Hello everybody and welcome back to the second launch episode of Fur Chat. It is your host Lazy Tail Wolf Fox bringing you guys this amazing broadcast and podcast here on Anchor and podcast platforms abroad. So, I I do have loads to talk about. Um, Of course, you know, launch episodes, we're going to have, us hosts are going to have a lot to talk about because of course it being launch, it being launch season, um, I call it launch week because it allows me to get my, my podcast launched within a week. So that way it's already set up. It's already good to go. And everything's pretty much, you know, set in stone. So anyway, I do have a lot to talk about. So let's go ahead and get started. Alrighty guys, so this episode is titled The Epic Double P, and I'm pretty sure y'all already know, um, kinda sorta know based on the title, what it is I'm going to be discussing in this episode. So, um, the main topic is obviously about the Paw Patrol fandom, the explanation of the show, and how the show came to be in the first place. Um, and then I'm gonna talk about, basically... The theories that are going around in it, fandom as a whole, and basically whether or not it's part of the fandom. You know, like so first things first, we're gonna talk about an explanation of the show. The show is basically about a group of puppies who are led by a boy named Ryder. Um basically they go off and help their community. That's pretty much what it is. Um I'm going to go ahead and just get into the theories, some of the theories that I've seen. There's, like, of course you have the good theories, which are, like, the fan-based theories. But then you also have the bad theories. People that, um... Some of which that a lot of people do believe to be actually a thing. Um, there was one incident on CNN where somebody had announced that the show was a... Was a very rate was a very sexist show and that it was fascist. Uh, it was two different years, but um, it was two parents that came forward and um, basically explained that that was how they felt about it, and really that does, in a way, when I saw that, it did kind of shock me, because I didn't, you know, that was the last, that was the thing I least expected about it, but um, I... At first, you know, because you know, I had a, I had a ne- I have a nephew who watches it, and uh, to be honest, it was kind of, and to me, it was kind of a phase. Um, it was a phase I went through, and looking at looking at it now, and seeing those theories, um, started making me second guess everything about the show, um, and then. When I started looking at it, I did pinpoint some areas where <clears throat> some areas where the parent was actually correct. Um, you don't have to just watch the show; you have to pay attention to it. Um, but then again, there's going to be fans. There's going to be people like me that might that are met about it. I'm met about it because I honestly don't know what to believe. And then there's side of the fandom that believes it like a side of the furry fandom that believes it and then there's a side of the furry fandom that does not believe it 
Um, another theory is that it basically brings it to kids at a young age, and then they end up like, and then the parents were saying that the kids fall into such behaviors because they begin to think that behaviors are that those such behaviors are okay. And I, this is just an art based on an article I read. I believe this is about a year ago. I'm trying to remember this, but um, this was you know a good little while ago. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and move on. Fandom as a whole coming recently, just not even recently, just like coming out of the entire fandom itself. I I honestly did not really like the fandom that much. And I'm going to tell you why. I've had an experience. I've seen experiences where there's just, with honesty, there are, I mean, of course, you. it's meant, really meant for little kids, for one thing. But, um... With deep, with deep honesty, with deep honesty, there's too many weirdos in the Paw Patrol fandom, and I'm going to say this now because I've seen some things on Twitter that have scarred me for life. Um, <clears throat> there was one incident where somebody drew. It, it's a lot of it has to do with the artists. Um, it's gotten to the point where. Even people who are fans of the movie Bolt, uh, that, I mean, that is a good movie, I'm not going to lie, but uh, but those that are fans of it, it's gotten to the point where it's corresponding with them, and they're basically, I don't know how to describe it, other than they're basically drawing pornography. Uh, it's gotten to the point where pornography has now just become this big, this big part of, I mean, it's in every fandom, I'm not going to lie, it's in every fandom. Well, you know, us, us young guys, we've been through, we've seen it, we've been through it all, but uh, we've had experiences, we've been through it all. But what I'm saying is, is it's gotten to the point where it's make it's basically creating a whole new level of toxicity. Um, yes, that's apparently a new vocab word, toxicity, uh, that I made up. If you can find that word and tell me that that word is correct, that's great. I'm. I asked y'all to do that when, um, those of you that are my Instagram followers, I had asked y'all to do that in one of my videos that where I explain about the furry fandom and things like that. So, um, if, if you are one of my dedicated followers on Instagram and you did find that word, please uh, show me that I used it right. I don't know if I use it, if I'm using it right, but please tell me if I'm wrong. Um, but it's gotten to the point where the whole, like, the whole, like, weird side of it, the whole, like, disturbing side of it has basically created the fandom into what it honestly is at this point. I used to be a part of the Adventure Bay Amino, um, I, which I do have Amino listed on as one of the many topics I'm going to talk about later. But, um, there was nothing really wrong with it. Then again, because they had the rule of no pornography. No, no NSFW, and if you don't know what NSFW is, it's not safe for work. It's pretty much what it is. Um, SFW is safe for work, and NSFW is not safe for work. Basically, NSFW being porno pornographic, or graphic in some way. Um, 
anyway, there it's kind of turned into this whole like uh, this whole like consistent battle of good and evil is where the entire Paw Patrol fandom sits at. It's like this. It's like the anime. It's like the anime anime versus furries. It's pretty much what it is. What it's where it's going at. Um, and it's it's just become one of those things where it's not so united. It's like a very toxic. I'm gonna just say it. It's very toxic fandom. I and I, I see that because of my experiences, and I learned that the hard way. And there are also a lot of toxic people in the fandom. In fact, the, the number of toxic people override the number of nice people in the fandom. And this is just out, out of deep, dear honesty. Um, is it part of the furry fandom? That is very controversial. Because that's a very controversial question. Because there's so much controversy that goes into whether it's part of the fandom or whether it's not part of the fandom. And that's something that has not been finalized yet. Because um though the show has been around since 2013, it's been around for quite some time. It there's still the controversy of whether it's actually part of the fandom. We got furries denying it being part of the fandom. And then you got people agreeing that it is part of the fandom. And I'm just I'm just looking at the facts here. For all I know it could be, for all I know it can't be. I'm not picking sides here. It has not been finalized yet whether or not it's part of the fandom. Like that that's something that hasn't been discussed yet. Um it took years for Pokemon to be finalized to be part of the furry fandom. Because then again, it's it's anime, it's an anime as well. So it took it took quite some time for you know for us for us in the fandom to finalize it and put a check mark as to yes that it's part of the fandom because of the because of the course the the Pokemon but like I said it took years for it to get finalized so and it's still taking a long time though the show's been around for years the fandom is just starting to blossom so it's not like the fandom is just now coming out on inst- you know on social media so it's not it's it's still controversial as to whether or not it's part of the fandom or not um because like i said there's there's a lot of controversy that goes around it being part of the fandom and if it's not part of the fandom okay so like I said, my experience with it was that I saw a lot of, like like I said, too many weirdos. Came across too many weirdos. Where the weirdos overlap the nice people in the fandom. And that is where every fandom turns into a toxic fandom. Um, and I'm going to be outright honest. I believe that Paw Patrol is kind of toxic. I'm not saying it for those that are fans. I'm not, I'm not saying it to be mean. I'm saying it because I'm saying it out of facts. You know, there's, I mean, you can meet some really nice people. It's just like, it's kind of like the furry fandom. You can meet nice people, but like I just said before, too many toxic people overlap, uh, the number of nice people in the fan base. 
So it's that's where the toxicity overlaps. Uh, I left, like I said, because the fan base in itself is just a little bit too toxic. Um, I left the Amino. Be um, I left the Amino because um, the Amino got to the point where it was just out of control. The fandom just became out of control. Um, so if you are looking to be a part of a TV show in, in the fandom, I do recommend just trying something else. Like, don't ever fall into... I mean, if you, if there, if you, if you like the show, that's one thing. If you're like me and it's just a phase, that's another. But um, I'm going to just outright say this. Don't go too deep into the fandom because um, it can become, it can become, like I said, it is a very toxic fandom. Um, I heard that, I heard, I'll be honest, I heard it with the FNAF fandom too. Um, Well, the FNAF fandom's pretty cool. There's nothing wrong with them. There is really, honestly, nothing wrong with them. It's really more so the Paw Patrol fandom. It's really more so the Paw Patrol fandom. And um, that fandom in itself has become pretty toxic. That's how I am. Um, Don't get me wrong, I still have my merch laying around somewhere, but honestly... I put it all in a box marked phases because, and then I just have it sitting up gathering dust. So it's not, it's just sitting up there. I mean, I, I'm keeping it cause I paid for all that a long time ago. I paid for all that. It was birthday money. I used to pay for all that, but, um, and it was kind of like a gift from family members, but, um, I just put it all away, marked it as phases to basically, just put it away and let it sit as a distant memory because after I learned how toxic the fandom was, I just decided, you know what? I can't do it anymore. You know, the ultimate decision was I just cannot do it anymore. You know? And like I said, it's based on how toxic the fandom actually became. And I just, I chose to leave. And I just, like I said, I put it, I put all my Paw Patrol merch in a box marked phases and it's now just sitting up in the attic. So now it's just all sitting up in the attic, gathering dust as a distant memory. Um, so it's just me, you know, me to have something to look back on. It's me like the just like the My Little Pony fandom uh, phase that I went through. Um, it's locked away, put away in the uh, attic with the Paw Patrol stuff sitting on top of it. It's all practically a distant memory at this point because like I said once I realized how um, don't get me wrong the My Little Pony fandom was not that toxic there was nothing really that bad about it but uh, other than the weird other than of course the weirdos but let's just say you can't escape weirdos when it comes to fandom you can't escape weirdos there's going to be people that are going to take it too far Um, but what I'm saying is, is I have all my phases put away in the attic Stuffed in a box somewhere, gathering dust. It's, you know, like I said, just a distant memory. Um, but pretty much, I left the fandom, like I said, due to the toxicity and it just becoming a, a thing where it just got where the fandom just got out of control. 
Um, so anyway, we're now going to go ahead and shift gears into some trading card game news. And I will see you guys in just a second. All right, all right. Sorry, I had to clear my throat for a minute. All right, I am. I have returned from my lovely little transition. So we're now going to go ahead and transition into some trading card game news that I have for you guys. So... We're going to go ahead and talk about uh, a game called Lightseekers. It is a brand new card game that I have. Um, I, I, I purchased, I recently just purchased it, I believe, back in January. It was back in January I made the purchase. I literally purchased my first deck. I, I played the game. I played the mobile game because I wanted to see if I would like it or not. And... I wanted to make sure that, you know, I wanted to make sure I was getting my money's worth before I decided to go and pay for actual cards. Because if I were to buy the actual cards first, then realize I didn't like the game all that much, it honestly would have just been a kind of a waste of money. So, um, anywho, I do have a positive review of the game. Um, but first, we're going to go ahead and just, before I tell you, before I explain my review, I'm going to give you a little brief background of the game so the game is made the game light seekers is created by play fusion you can get the app for free they have the role-playing app and they have the role-playing game which that is kind of fun the um they also have the card the trading card game the online version of the trading card game uh built into the app which is also fun um it was i'm gonna go ahead and just give you my review on it really fast and then we'll move on so my review is a basically I give it a five out of five as far as gameplay goes, as far as versatility goes, and as far as basically artwork and everything about it, really. I was playing it with a friend and, of course, my nephew, and they both really, really enjoyed the game. It, I, I do like the idea where you can tap the cards to spin them. Because it kind of shows you, like if you, because if you were to pay attention to the corners, it kind of shows easily shows you where you're at as far as using that card. It basically allows you to reuse that card, which is kind of which is kind of cool. And at least until it's you know the end of that card or the, or the card has expired or it's you know the end of your turn, whatever. But um, I do like the whole idea with the characters. In a in a way, it feels like playing Magic: The Gathering. However, I've never I was never really into Magic the Gathering because when I would play it in middle school, not it wasn't that I had my butt beat all the time. It was just the fact that I never really got into it because it's e because that game is easy for people to cheat and and you being a new player in uh, Magic the Gathering, it would be really hard for you to tell who's cheating you. You know, um it would be really hard to tell if the person's cheating you out of a game or not. So, uh, and that, that was the one thing I, I would notice all the time. And that was the one thing that would get to me in this game in particular. I learned you cannot cheat in this game. It's actually foolproof. Um, because if someone were to try to cheat into the game, you could easily pick it up. Even if you're a beginner and you're literally just bought your first deck and you're playing with somebody at a tournament for the first time, you could easily be able to pick up who's cheating you out of the game. And you can just be able to 
point blank point him out hey you're cheating me out of a game let's not do that you know in magic the gathering it's hard to do that you know it's hard to determine um i know pokemon it's easier in the pokemon trading card game to pick out who's cheating you out but it's not it's not as easy in magic the gathering to determine if the person if the opponent you're playing against is cheating you out of a card game where in light seekers it's very easy to determine who's cheating you out of a card game because you can read the rules you you can read the rule book through and through and then after that when you learn once you learn how to play you're, it's it's easy to learn how to play you know and if you really if you're in my experience is this and this is a tip if you are looking into this game start with the mobile app first because the mobile app is going to teach you the entire game step by step and that was the one thing that really was a deal breaker because not very many card games will do that for you it they give you like a short brief tutorial like typed up on their website or whatever like a game i was playing called steam monsters but they don't give you a thorough tutorial on how the cards work what they mean what their abilities are how to use them properly and then on top of it where your character zone is like where all your zones are and everything in the game zones being where you can place your card where your cart where your summoned cards go where your discard pile is where your character goes where your deck goes where you know just whatever um a lot of card games show you that but then there are some like online card games that don't tell you that and it's it's a real it's a real pain in the ass so um you know, I give uh, Lightseekers a 5 out of 5, you know, star-wise, as far as where everything lies. Uh, it is a game I do recommend, so if you are looking to check it out, I, I do. Um, I can leave a link to the website down here to PlayFusion's website, and you can order some of the cards from them. Or you can go to uh, Lightseekers.com or .org.net, I forgot what the dot thingy is but i believe it's lightseekers.com and you can go there you can check out the game for yourself you can purchase cards if you would like to and then they will tell you about the mobile app and you can download the mobile app it's free on google play it's free on ios and um it's basically it's free on apple ios so you you can check that out for yourself and give it a go if you would like to i like i said i recommend starting with the app first before entering the card the physical card game because it's you know it because if, if you if you don't like it and you buy the actual cards to you it would be kind of a waste of money so um that's why i recommend doing the app first to see if you like it to see if you'll get the hang of it and like it uh if you don't you can just delete the app no problem you know no money spent no problem because when you get when you start the game you get free uh you get free booster packs you get free starter sets uh you go on the adventure mode you earn you earn more starter sets you earn more packages and stuff for your deck and it's just it's it it's not like you're having to spend anything in the app so definitely worth checking out if you are if you are a card game guru like myself and you're interested all right now we're gonna go ahead and switch gears into video get into the video game topic and i will see you guys in there Have you ever wanted to make your very own podcast? 
Have you ever wondered why podcasting is so hard and how you could find an easier way to do so? I'm Lazy Tail Wolfox, the host of the lovely uh, podcast channel called Fur Chat here on Anchor. If, um, I'm here to tell you all things about Anchor. So let's get started. First thing and foremost, it is absolutely free of charge. You do not need to worry about late fees, fees, or any fees whatsoever. Yes, fees, fees, fees. Uh, there is no fees whatsoever. It is absolutely free, free, free. Another thing, there are plenty of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer, meaning you can use your built-in microphone or, like I'm doing, a standard-issued stereo mini mic to record your pod- to record your podcast with. You can easily edit it through mute through their built-in music con- content built into the Anchor app. Another thing to note. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places to come. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. You can also It is also everything you need to make a podcast in one convenient place. To get started, you download the Anchor app for free on Google Play or iOS and go to, or go to anchor.fm on your computer to get started. Alrighty guys, it is now time for video game news. So, uh, not really news, but video game topics. But uh, <laughs> I, I messed that one up terribly. <laughs> anyway, anywho, um, so I do have, I, I do have a really good question to kickstart off this topic. Uh, what is the difference between classic gaming versus modern gaming? And what are the benefits of both? And what should I consider? Um, this was a this was a question that came across to me on Twitter. Um, one of the pod, one of the follower one of the followers of the podcast uh, messaged me on Twitter, and that was the question they gave me on Twitter. Um, I do have a few benefits of modern gaming. So one of the I'm going to start with those. So benefits of modern gaming: you're basically, of course, you have better graphics, you have better visual quality of the game, better audio quality of the game, and then on top of it, you can play with friends without having to, without having to have them come over to your house. You know, like you could basically play online with friends and they don't have to come to your house to play video games with you, you know, but then again, there are also cons that it's basically lack of connection, um, lack of human interaction, um, which during this point in society with the coronavirus that's pretty that's a damn good thing (laughs) okay that's a damn good thing um but (laughs) so um we're now gonna go ahead and go into benefits and cons of classic gaming so benefits of classic gaming i'm i'm a classic gamer myself um i enjoy the classics as well as the modern stuff uh i have a ps3 for crying out loud that's somewhat modern isn't it um (laughs) But I do, um, but I do play, I do still have the old PlayStation 2. I still have the original Spyro the Dragon for PlayStation. I, um, like, these are games I bought. I have a Game Boy Advanced. I had a Game Boy Color. I, I still had it. I had, well, I had it. I sold it. Um, we, we had a yard sale and I sold it. 
Uh, I got a good price off of it. it. I sold it. Why I sold it was because um, I, I bought the Game Boy Advance, and it's backward compatible. It was one of the first systems to be backward compatible. So I just basically was like, you know what? If the Game Boy Advance is backward compatible and I can play all my Game Boy Color games on it, you know what? I could just I could just sell the Game Boy Color, you know, and keep the Advanced. Um, and then I bought, went and bought like a retro kit to, you know, freshen up and liven up my Game Boy a little bit, which was expensive, by the way. I, you know, unless your Game Boy is falling apart like mine was, it came in its original blue shell. It's like Cosmo blue shell. And it was just, it, the paint was peeling off of it. It was chipping. The buttons were falling apart. Like, you know, the outer shell of the buttons were falling apart because they were getting gritty in my hand. And I just said, you know what? I'm just going to get a fresh new shell with some fresh new buttons. Liven it up a little bit. So I ended up spending, <laughs> I ended up spending about $65 on the kit itself because I needed the screwdrivers to do it. For one thing, is I didn't have the right screwdriver kit, so I had to order the screwdrivers. I had to order the the screen cover. Okay, I had to order a fresh screen cover, which was glass. Uh, it was basically temper glass. Um, it was all really hardened temper glass, but it, it's a nice it's a nice quality build screen, and I liked it. I pre- I would prefer I prefer it better than the plastic screen. Believe me, because the the plastic screens they're flimsy, they're easy to crack, so. You know, a better quality build would be getting the glass screen. Um, but I spent a little extra for the glass screen. I spent a little. I basically I custom. I bought a custom shell. Um, I, I bought a custom Pikachu shell for it. And then I had. And then the struggle was putting it all together. Um, I got it put together the best I could. I was missing a screw part, but that wasn't that big of a deal. I was able to improvise and. You know, just make sure I could just play it. All that mattered was I could give it a fresh look, get rid of the get rid of the uh, garbage that it was built, that it was put in, and just basically make it my own and, you know, get it to work and make it playable. You know, that was the purpose of it was to was to make it playable again. So um, I bought the new kit for it. You can basically like with retro games now, you can kind of like buy new shells and kits and whatnot for it but um that's pretty much the benefits of it's pretty much the benefits you can customize your stuff the games are more fun um because though they're single player it's kind of like you're having a good time while playing the games you know it's not like it has to be competitive and it's not like it's for the money now um because that's pretty much where video game industry has struck where it's just all about the money now it's not about the consumer it's about the it's about the money at this point so um you know kind of know how it is at this point those are the the pros and cons of both um i do own a uh my classic consoles oh nelly i got a lot of them i have a sega genesis I have a PlayStation 2, an original Xbox. Uh, I said I had a Game Boy Color at one point. I have a Game Boy Advanced. And that is pretty much it. As far as classic stuff goes. Modern stuff, I have an Xbox 360 and a PlayStation 3. 
which are by this point pretty old. By this point in 2020, they're probably obsolete, getting obsolete too. I also have a PS Vita as well. Um, I do, yes, for those Vita fans, I have a Vita. Um, I just don't play it very much. I think if I do were to play it, the one game I would play would be Sly Cooper. Um, Sly Cooper, I think Thieves in Time is a pretty is a pretty damn good game. Uh, but other than that, that's pretty much um, as far as modern gaming goes. So um, we're gonna go and go ahead and switch over into the next topic, and uh, I will be right back. Alrighty, guys, we are now on to our next topic. I am going to talk about asking for free art or free stuff in the furry phantom. And then after this, we will take a short potty break after this. So anyway, let's go ahead and get into jump into the topic. And then after that, we will move on to potty break. So uh, first things first, um, when and not when to ask. So this is a question that I received. This is another question I received on Twitter about... When is it okay to ask for free art? And when is it okay not to ask for free art? I'm going to explain that right here in a minute, right here in a minute and just blow breeze right through it. So the, the time to ask for free art is really when somebody's doing it just for fun. Um, when you, you, before you even dare ask for art in general, you want to get to know the artist first. And if the artist is just doing it as a hobby or, or a, an escape thing from reality, that's one thing. Yeah, and I think that's when you can ask them, well, you know, and if they got nothing other to do, if they don't have any other free commissions that they're doing, then you can ask them, then you can ask them, hey, is it all right that you can allow me a free commission? You know what I mean? That's only if they're not being a paid artist. If they are a paid artist i'm gonna get into this to the signs of how the of why and how they are a paid paid artist so you can understand um why and how and when and what to look out for if they're if they're a paid artist so if somebody does not have their paypal account set up on their profile um then they like if they don't have it linked their paypal.me linked then it basically means that they're not a paid artist. Another thing, if they don't have a FundMe account, meaning a GoFundMe, a Patreon, a Kickstarter, if they don't have any of that, then it also means they're not a, they're not looking to be a paid artist. Um. So those are the signs that you can look for for a, you know a paid artist if they have their paypal.me linked or some sort or their stripe account whatever linked it means that they're a paid artist it means they're expecting you to pay them for their work they do not expect you to ask them for free work that that in here and i'm gonna tell you why in just a minute as i'm sure y'all are probably thinking uh, a lot of you kiddos out there are probably thinking well why why do artists do that well i'm gonna tell you this Art is a paid hobby, just like my podcasting, just like my podcasting here on FurChat. Artists draw art as a paid hobby, meaning they are planning, they are wanting to make a living off of their art. So 
that that's one of the reasons why they don't want you asking them for free art. It's because a lot of them are, and there's a lot of famous artists on Fur Affinity and everywhere else that are making a crap load of money. Um, there was one guy. Uh, they they announced his they announced his persona name on Polygon. I forgot who he was, but he made three hundred and sixty thousand dollars off of one art piece. It was a very expensive art piece that took him years to do. It took him about eight years to finish that one piece. And and a and, and this is crazy. A furry bought it off of him. Another furry, another fur bought it off of him for three hundred and sixty thousand dollars. I imagine a lot of and he he's a real fame and he's a really famous furry artist too, which is another reason how he's able to make a living so well off of it. But that's what a lot of artists want, small time or big time. They want to make a living off of their art. And that is the reason why they don't ask you. That's the reason why, of course, they don't ask you for free art, but they also don't want you asking them for free art. And there's a reason for that. It's so they can be able to make a living off of what they do. Um, they want to make a living off of a hobby they enjoy so much. Um, right now, like I said, I'm keeping up with my hobbies and everything because I'm trying to stay busy during the pandemic, you know, because I have nothing to do during the pandemic. Um, and it's also really hard to file for unemployment at this point because the the unemployment site is basically utter crap. So the unemployment system is crap. So <laughs> where I live, I'm sure I'll, everyone, everyone out there live different countries, different rules for unemployment. But where I live at for unemployment, the unemployment system's garbage. It's complete utter crap because it's not it's not set up well, and it was never set up well to begin with. When the when the site launched years seven years ago, the online site for the unemployment launched seven years ago. It, for, since then, it's just it was just utter crap. Nobody could apply. It was hard to or it was too hard to apply. You know, nobody could do that. But a lot of people do choose to do art to keep themselves busy during the pandemic. But they also want to make a life, like they want to have a life off of it. So that is the reason why. Nobody wants you to, nobody likes being asked for free stuff. Um, unless the artist is, you know, unless the artist is not being paid or not expecting to be paid and you know them well enough, they'll be willing to do that for you. You do not need to ask a paid artist for free art because it's also going to kind of, it's also going to kind of piss them off and want to basically just block you on the internet in general you know so please when you start out in this fandom and and uh there's a lot i think i forgot who this who this fur was but there's a youtube video that tell that gets you set up on starting out in the furry fandom the do's and don'ts um but yeah free art is a big big thing that is very controversial depending on the artist. Um, a lot of hard work goes into the art. You gotta understand that. A lot of blood, tears, and sweat go into it. You know what I mean? A lot of hard work and dedication goes into drawing. I could not draw to save my life. That is why I resorted to writing and podcasting. I cannot draw art to save my life. It would be fun to learn, but it's very time-consuming. I'm not a very, like, I'm kind of an impatient person. 
you know it, it's not it, it's it's not something i have the patience to do especially with my busy schedule i used to have the patience to do it because it gave me something to do in school but now it's like i have i don't no longer have the time for it and i no longer have the patience to do it so in return you have podcasting and writing um writing takes a lot of patience too because you have writer's block to deal with and all sorts of stuff that's what what's going on with me right now is i have writer's block so i can't really write anything right now like i started a furry fiction story uh sci-fi story and i just have writer's block i can't i can't think of anything at this point so it's going on hiatus right now until i can figure out what to do but uh, on a much brighter note the same exact thing with the free art goes towards furry for goes to people in the furry fandom that do fursuiting what i mean by fursuiting is making fursuits making of the fursuits the, the making of fursuits I, I sound like starfire right there <laughs> anyway <laughs> making the fursuits that's another thing if you want a free fursuit the best thing you can do is talk to a friend of yours you can talk to a friend of yours or you can just make it yourself. I mean, because fursuiters don't do free fursuits. And if you're looking for cheap fursuits, I would recommend you not doing that. Um, I learned the hard way. They are knockoffs of somebody else's suit. And that can get you into a whole heaping pile of trouble. Um, especially if the fursuiter is famous online anywhere. If they're a famous Instagram furry, if they're a famous YouTube furry, if they're a famous podcasting furry, if they, no matter what they're famous for, if they're, if you copy their suit, it's a copyright infringement and you can get into a whole heaping pile of trouble for it. And that'd be, and you're just basically going to get a lot set yourself up to get a lot of hate from other furries. So... You know, and, and that's if you're, you, you know, you buy it and you start wearing it to post pictures on Instagram and try to be famous. Well, you doing that is copywriting another furry's fursuit, for one thing, and it's using it without their permission. All right. And plus, on top of it, good God, the Chinese knockoffs are just absolutely ugly. Like, they look like something out of that would just crawl out of your closet. Like, that, that's how scary that looks. Like, it's horrifying. Okay, they, they use pictures of other people's fursuits to make them look decent, to make them look attractive. So you would buy them and be like, oh, that's a, that's a really nice, attractive suit for $300. No, $300 is not going to get you a fursuit and it's just going to get you a hunk of junk that's basically knocking off somebody else's fursuit. And on top of it, you're going to get scammed and it's going to be a waste of money. So I would recommend stepping away from those scams. This includes eBay. This includes Alibaba. This includes Wish. This includes Etsy. Okay. I recommend you stay away from all of those. Anyway, we're now going to go ahead and go into the next topic and I'll see you guys there. We will now go ahead and go into potty break and I will return.
Alrighty guys, welcome back from uh, the little switcheroonie there from over there. Anyway, so we spoke about the Percy Jackson and we spoke about the books. We spoke about the first two movies. Um, so first two movies, of course, they had, you know, like I had spoke about, they had uh, Sea of Monsters, they had Lightning Thief. I spoke about my opinions and experiences with the movies. Um, I came outside to record because, um, I, I ran out of alone time to finish the show. So I just came outside to finish recording. So do, do pardon any of the bird noises you might hear right now. That's because I'm outside. Um, anyway, we spoke about asking for free art. We spoke about Paw Patrol. We spoke about light seekers. We spoke about the video games. So now... I'm going to go ahead and just end off the Percy Jackson talk right here. There is going to be no third movie on the Percy Jackson series because um, I, I couldn't tell you all this in the earlier in the earlier thing because, um, like I said, I ran out of alone time and I was rushed outside to finish recording. So um, there is going to be no third movie simply because um, one of the actors had officially made made a final statement saying that they are not going to stay for a third movie. So with that in mind, it was the actor for Percy Jackson. Um, he had made the final call that he will not be staying for a third movie. So with that in with that said and done and in mind, um, it is decreed that there will not be a third Percy Jackson movie. So Titan's Curse has officially been... Uh, completely wiped off the slate it's not going to be done um moving on forward we do have some coronavirus updates i'm going to give you some brief updates about the coronavirus and you know the impacts that are being done so right now there's a lot of states that have been affected by this thing especially financially because of where the unemployment system has failed and everything is all messed up so um right now where the podcast is being recorded, we sit at over 300 deaths. So um, that is where we're currently sitting. Um, just over 300 deaths from the coronavirus pandemic. Um, and that is in the state. Um, right now, um, businesses will be will, are set to reopen on April 30th. Um, that is what I've heard. I didn't get any confirmation yet from the senator and no confirmation yet as far as the president says. So I am going to look on YouTube to confirm this and hopefully next episode I have a full-edged confirmation. But um, I heard from my boss that businesses are supposed to reopen on the 30th. So um, I'm going by their word on it. But I am going to see about getting getting it confirmed and getting a full confirmation about it because um you never know what to expect and sometimes it might be a little bit longer before businesses can reopen um turning the page now finally <laughs> it's been a long episode um the stay-at-home orders have been issued across the country uh, and what and a question that came up to me on uh, on my Instagram was, what do the stay-at-home orders mean? Uh, and they wanted me to explain that in this episode, so I'm going to do that. Stay-at-home orders basically mean, of course, do what you can to stay at home and stay clear of infected persons. Um, 
basically just uh, basically just you know try to try your best to stay at home. If you have to go out for means of exercise, like walking, you know, like walking, biking, running, or jogging, um, do do stand at least six to six and a half feet away from people, um, because it is it, it's to prevent catching the virus. Because a cough cannot go six feet. Okay, it's impossible. A cough extends up to at least three and a half feet. So. It's not possible for you to catch the virus if you stand six to at least six and a half feet away. Um, but you are allowed to still go out, um, but only for necessities. Also, anybody working for essential businesses like first responders, military personnel, uh, medical personnel, anyone, um, you know, grocery store chains, uh, to go chains. Anyone that uh, to go chains, meaning like food, like takeout, you know, like fast food and takeout. Anyone working necessities are allowed to continue working. They are not, but no, everyone else isn't. Um, So with that in mind, like my job did not really count as a as a necessary job. Like it kind of does, but it kind of doesn't like because we provide food. You know, we provide, we, we provide, we would provide really good food, but, um, you gotta admit we were not a takeout. We're, we're not meant for takeout. You know, we're not meant, I mean, we, we do, we do to go orders and everything, but we, we're not meant for takeout. We're, we're meant for a dine-in restaurant. We're a dine-in restaurant. We're a dine-in and dine-outside restaurant. We're not meant for to go, you know, straight up to go. So with the, and plus with the lack of business, we ended up just shutting down. But um, I do, in my honest opinion, I really cannot wait to go back to work because uh, I finally would have something to do. <laughs> but it's, right now, all I can do is wait it out till April 30th and see what the president and the governor has to say. And then we'll go on from there because uh, I'm going to do what I have to do to prevent myself from getting sick. And if that means having to stay home and all I can do is go out for a walk, that's pretty much it. Um, we're now going to go ahead and switch gears and do some Wattpad talk, amino rants, and some more fur and some furzu talk, and then we will completely close out the show. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are now switching gears into some Wattpad talks. This is just. You know, the, these little talks and rants are basically my opinions about certain things, uh, about like certain apps or certain things. So um, these are basically like little fillers. But anywho, so I did these are most of these are pretty much bad because I've had bad experiences with all three of these apps. Um, so all three of these apps. So we're going to go ahead and start with Wattpad first. First things first was basically when the the app basically began, basically opened its doors back in uh, 2003. I think that was when the site was launched and then they didn't launch the app till about uh, 2000 until like 2012. So um, when the app was released, I, I didn't know anything about it. Uh, I didn't even know it existed. 
Um, a friend, there was a friend in middle school that told me about Wattpad and said, and she said that, um, and she said that, um, basically to just try Wattpad. So I signed up for Wattpad. She told me what Wattpad was. I signed up for Wattpad. This was back in 2015. I think that was when it was. Yeah, it was, it was just, it was, it was 2015, early 2015. And I was on, and I was on there for like five years. I was on there for five years. Things were going great. I was enjoying myself with writing. I was able to get my novels out there and people were telling me how good they were. Five years come and go really fast, actually, but that, that is the truth. They come and go as quickly, quickly. It's now officially 2020 and Wattpad has gotten to the point where it's officially falling apart. Um, there's too many underage users, number one. Um, I've come across about uh, like a shitload of underage users. You're supposed to be 13 or older to join Wattpad. Um, and I've met a bunch of 10 year olds. Like I've spoken to a bunch of 10 year olds on Wattpad, like unbelievable. It's like you got, it's because kids nowadays are getting smartphones in their hands. Now, like parents are spoiling them so much. They're now getting smartphones in their hands. And that's kind of like, you know, that's kind of a nuisance now because A, the kids aren't going to want to do their work in school, number one. Believe me, I have done that. When I got my, believe me, it, it happened when I got my first MP3 player. When I got my first MP3 player, all I wanted to do was listen to it and not do my schoolwork. That was how bad it became. Um, and my mom was, and then my, my own mother, when, when I was in school, my mother was like, you know, if he's this bad with an MP3 player, I am damn sure not getting him a phone because, um, and then when I started high school, of course I got my first phone. Um, and that's usually about the time when you should get your first phone is when you're in high school, because you're going to get busy with things like extracurricular things. Like I was in chorus at the time. You know, my, my sister and I, we, we were in chorus class. We, we had a, we each had a chorus class, different chorus classes, but we were still in chorus together. So we each, we both had a phone on us. They weren't even those, they weren't even these real fancy phones. Like what I have in my hand right now, a galaxy S nine. It wasn't nothing like that. It was, it was one of those T nine texting phones. Um, it was one of those little cheap knockoff free T nine texting phones from, from uh, SafeLink, you know, from SafeLink Wireless or whatnot, but it was still, and I, I, I'll be honest, I was weird. I kind of liked those phones. I was weird. I'm a very weird individual, okay? <laughs> like, you can easily please me with your, you can give me, you can show me any weird-ass technology, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be interested in it. I, I'm just, I'm weird like that. Um, but, you know, we would we would use those types of phones to you know because we would go we would go to like we would go do things at Disney we would go you know like we went to Disney World to perform we went to we went into Epcot we would go to Disney every year to perform there do their little Christmas show performance and we would be going to Epcot to do it um I think there was one time where Epcot was under construction and they had to do it at Magic Kingdom. We ended up getting stuck doing it at Magic Kingdom. <clears throat> Sorry, I needed a second. Um, there was a time where we got stuck doing it at Magic Kingdom because Epcot was under was under maintenance. Uh, the the stage at Epcot had to be put under maintenance, so they had us do it at Magic Kingdom. But um, 
other than that though we so yeah i was i i did go to magic kingdom once but that was that was because we were we were performing we weren't doing anything else um and then when you're done when you're done performing you know they give you they give you free tickets to attend to attend because that's your payment that's their contribution to you for performing in the show uh disney would offer you free ticket they'd give you two free tickets they say here's your two free tickets um you can go you can co- you can go to epcot you know you can go to epcot or go to any part of the park so we saved up our tickets they were they they never expired literally these tickets never ex- never expired so we saved up i mean nowadays they expire but when i when i was in school they didn't expire and you could use them at any time but they can only be used once so it was a basically a one day pass it was a one day pass at disney so um we went to disney world one time enjoyed it there uh, i know i i know i know my mother and i we had a good time uh, my sister and i we had a good time we all we saved up we saved up enough tickets to take everybody and everybody went we all had a good time we had a blast in certain areas um i did have some extra tickets so i chose to bring along a couple of friends and they had a blast too you know they rode they rode in my mom's van with me and um with me my with my sister and i and you know we all had a blast i gave one to my sister so she could invite a friend and then i invited one of my really close friends from school um he uh he lived he lives all the way in mississippi now but um you know but anyway he lives all the way he's lived in all the way in mississippi but i sent the ticket over to his house he came all the way down from mississippi we took that day went to disney and went to disney world and then uh, over in tampa and then had had a freaking blast he enjoyed it i enjoyed it my whole family enjoyed it you know we we rocked we rocked disney world it was great um anyway but we would perform at disney and all that other stuff um i completely went off topic here hold on but yeah we went we went to the that's what i was talking about the phones yes so we were talking so anyway we had those t9 texting phones and whatnot because we would go to epcot we would perform at epcot and then we would use them to to call we would use it to call to call our mom and say hey we got off the bus we got off the greyhound buses um we're over we're over at the we're, we're out just outside the, uh, the school auditorium can you please come get us you know and she'd be there in like 10 minutes you know it was only a 10 minute drive um but that was the point is those phones did not you could not use social media or anything because you know data used the data on those used up the minutes so it was kind of weird how that worked but um anyway what i'm saying is nowadays we've got all these um we now all have now these children are now picking up smartphones and going on wattpad under the age of 13 and they're lying about their age on wattpad so and then it's and then on top of that there's glitches with the wattpad system Meaning there are times when you go to message somebody and it's not working properly. And then there's times where the um, where there's a, a shit, I mean, a shitload of drama. Way too much drama on Wattpad. And I'm talking about dating drama, people going after each other on Wattpad, like kids just fighting on Wattpad over something stupid. 
you know, and then ranting about it. And basically, they're just teaching themselves, oh, if I can post it here on Wattpad and not get in trouble by my parents. Parents, I hope you're listening. Because this is the part where I think you might want to get access to every kid's Wattpad account or social media account that they have. Because a lot of kids nowadays are exposing themselves to pornographic content, posting pornographic content, and then on top of it, uh, they're posting stuff about somebody else and or like such and such did this, such and such cheated on me, block them, spam them with a bunch of th- with a bunch of ridiculous threats, whatever, you know. It's just it was it became too much of a big huge it became a, too much of a big huge drama fest, and just became pointless to use at that point. Here comes my cat. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, there's another crucial thing why parents should get involved with their kids' Wattpad. Um, so th- this includes for kids who are over who are 13 years old or or older. Parents, I hope you're listening to me because this is. This is, this is something, this is the part, like I said, this is going to be the part where you need to get involved with everything your, your kids do on their phones. 13-year-old children, kids 12, 13, all the way, you know, between 12 to 15 years old, they're going on Wattpad and they're dating older people. How I know this is because I, this is why I left Wattpad too. Um, I got asked out by a 15 year old. I said no, and I blocked them immediately. And that is what you need to do. Block them and report them on Wattpad immediately. Because that is, and and parents, like I said, this is where you need to get involved. This is where, this is where I, as an adult, need to say this to you. If you're listening into the fur chat, listen to me, please check all, go, get into your kids' phones. Get into their business. Please, to God, get up in their business. Because they may not like it, but you need to do what you have to do to protect your child. Because they're going on there, and a lot of the times, and a lot of the times, you got to understand, it's not the per, it's not the adult's fault. Twenty five. This is a mere twenty five percent of the time. 25% of the time the adult in the conversation in the in the sexual conversations between your child is not their fault. And here's why. Children tend to lie about their age to drag the person on. And this is why I ask you urge you to go through your kids messages, check everything they do. Be, literally, I mean like literally stalk their Wattpad because um if you don't, they're going to do something that is going to cause somebody else to get in trouble or cause you harm, cause them harm. It is not worth it. It is not worth it to just blow them off. Please look through their phone. When you give them a smartphone, let them make them understand that it's a privilege, not a right to have it. It's not a right to have the smartphone. It is a privilege. Please, please, please check everything they do. And basically keep their freedom at a bare minimum when they use a smartphone. It's to avoid it's to avoid potential harm to the adult in the conversation and to the child in the conversation. Um, just understand that 25 this is 25% of the time. Very rare. 
that it's the adult's fault in the conversation with your child. Very rare. Um, but as adults, we, and I'm going to say this to us adults too, when, especially when talking to children online, when they ask you out, say no. You have the power to say no. And there's a reason why. It's to protect you and it's to protect them. Because you can, because hear me out, hear me out, young adults. You can go to jail for doing that. You can, for falling into their trap, you can go to jail. All right. That is what they're trying to do. That is what the kids on Wattpad and basically everywhere on social media lying about their age. That's what they're trying to do to you. They're trying to set you up so you can go to jail. I hope I've made my, I hope as the host, I've made myself clear on this. I hope you guys understand this. And I, and I just hope you take, you heed this and take this into account because this is, this is something that happens on Wattpad all the time. It, it gets used for dating. Kids go on there and they try to date older people because they think it's cool to date older people when it's not, it is not safe. That is absolutely not safe, especially if the older person that your 13-year-old child is dating is a fucking adult. That is not, excuse my French, but please hear me out on this. It's not safe. It's, it's, it, not only is it illegal, but it's unsafe. That's, that's the reason why there's too many predators on there. It's because they fall for children's traps or they get children to fall for their traps. That's part of the particular reason, but predators try to do, try to chase down children. I'm just sharing my experience and why I said no, because of the law behind everything. There are law and children hear me out. There are laws for a reason. Laws are meant to protect you, not harm you. Okay. They're meant to protect you. Um, please listen to your parents. Please abide by the laws and by the rules of your parents when you have a smartphone because I of course I know you don't want them take you don't want your phone taken away for one thing but you also do not want to get in trouble especially with the local police cuz the local police if they have to get involved it gets much more serious it's going to get a hell of a lot more serious if the police get involved anyway off the topic off that topic we are done with uh, the little wattpad talk we will now switch over into some amino rants and some furzu rants and then which are basically the same thing but we're gonna go ahead and switch over them and talk and talk about the differences some of the differences i picked up Alrighty, guys so we're now going to go ahead and talk about amino the app for a bunch of communities so basically, so Amino basically is an app where you can join com, join social media communities of interests, and you can create your own community based on your interest. Um, I'm going to just start by saying, is the app kind of fun? It is kind of fun to have, but I do want to point out some cons that I that I have experienced, uh, and it's as to why I left Amino in the first place. So, of course, Amino, it's going to have a bunch of kids on there, obviously. Um, and I'm going to say this, that's part of, that's another part as to the whole Wattpad perspective thing. Um, like I told, like I said, parents, please make sure you have an eye on what your kids are doing, especially on Amino all the time and every single one of their communities. Um, 
how to go into their accounts just make sure you um just make sure you can uh get into their phone if you cannot get into their phone because they put a password on it you can hard reset the phone like i said i i'm a real i'm a smartphone i'm a smartphone guru okay i'm a pretty good smartphone hacker um if you're having trouble you can simply you can simply um look it up on youtube look up the phone they have on youtube Make sure you keep the make sure if you have to keep documentation of their phone on you so you know what phone they have. That way you can go on YouTube, look up the phone and the model number and whatnot, and look up basically look up what their phone is. So let's say you have a son by the name of Jonathan or whatever. This is just an example. It's just a primary example, and you want to check Jonathan's phone and he has a Galaxy S9. And he's been in, he's been uh, acting suspicious lately, suspicious lately, and you feel as though he's on there doing stuff he's not supposed to do. But then you go to check his phone, and he has a password on his phone, or a pattern code, or whatever, fingerprint scan, or whatever. Uh, how would you bypass that phone? You can simply look up Galaxy S9 reset hacks, and you can hard reset, you can hardwire the phone to reset it. Um, it's very easy to hard reset the phone. Um, there are certain keys you can press to reset the phone, um, and the the hackers the hackers will give the tutorials to you, and you can easily learn how to do it. And when you learn how to do it, you can access the phone, you can reset the hard reset the phone, and do a hard reboot. And when you do a hard reboot, you can open up the phone without a passcode. When you do the hard reboot, you can open up the phone easily. It basically resets the entire the entire lock screen, and you can instantly just open up the phone without having to use the lock screen. And like I said, there are ways to bypass this. You just have to look it up on YouTube. But there are ways to bypass this lock screen, um, and you can easily be able to get into their phone, be able to see what they what they're doing. So you're not so you're not having to worry as much as to as far as what is he doing on social media he's not supposed to be doing? As far as what is he doing on Amino? To get into Amino, you just simply tap the little A icon, little Amino icon, and it even tells you what app it is. It says Amino underneath it. You go in and you just tap the community that you know you think he's having that you think he's having he's causing the trouble in, or go through every single one of his communities if he has multiple ones. Just simply tap the community. It'll have this little load up icon. Just let it load up for a few seconds and you're in his community. Then all you got to do is access his profile. There's a little message icon that at the very top of the at the very top of the screen, I guess the top right or top left, I do not know. But you can also go you can swipe it. You can swipe it on the left and you can go into his account and there's a chat section. You can go to his chats. You click on that, and then you tap on that, click on that, whatever, and you can see everything. You can see everything that was said. Um, now, if he logs out of his account, um, he's going to have to write his password down somewhere. So look for look for where he wrote down his password, find it, get it, get it from him if you have to, and you know if you have to beat it out of him. You know, my family was uh, was firm believers in a good spanking, so. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if you have to beat it out of him, you know, not physically beat it out of him, but spank, spank it out of him. Um, but what I'm saying is, is you know, get it from him, log in, 
and look and look at everything. Um, if he, if he, let's say, you know, he's like 16 years old, he's talking to an older guy on the internet, a 22 year old male on the internet. Um, look through, make sure you look through the messages first. Before you assume, look through the messages first. That way you can see who, and if you, that way you can see that he possibly had started the conversation. You know, if you can see that he started the sexual the sexual encounter, then that's when you know to take his phone away. Do not let him have it back until you say so. Um, if it was the other guy, then tell the other guy off. Say, hey, this is uh, Jonathan's mom. I don't want you talking to my, I don't want you, you know, this is an example. He's talking to an older guy because he's gay or something, or he's talking to an older, or he's talking to an older woman. Just tell them or tell her, tell him or her, Say this, you know, say this, look, this is my son you're talking to. He is such and such years old. Please do not contact him anymore. You know, you can, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to interfere. And then after that, you can take his phone away. Um, you know, that's, you know, that, that's what my stepdad would do. Yeah. I'd get mad about it, but it was for a reason. I became a firm believer in that. Um, just know that you have to do what you have to do to protect your child. But anyway, there's too many kids on Amino. Uh, um, hence, goes back to the whole Wattpad being used for dating, because that's kind of what Amino turned into. Um, community owners on Amino tend to basically strive and abuse their power. What I mean by that is, I was on Furry Amino uh, a long time ago. And I didn't do anything wrong on Furry Amino. I'm just be outright honest. I didn't do anything wrong on Furry Amino. And for some weird, bizarre reason, I ended up getting banned from Furry Amino. Um, this also links to one more rant that I have. Too many children that get on Amino and they do stuff and they get blocked or banned from the, excuse me, from the community. They develop depression. They get depressed about it. They develop depression. Um, there was one incident reported on the news. Uh, it was actually earlier this morning where where a child basically committed suicide over Amino. Um, he was banned from a community that he liked. I guess it was the... I, I'm not going to say what community it was, but... He was banned from a community that he really, really enjoyed. And he it was on the news this morning. He basically killed himself and drowned himself in his backyard pool. Um, it was a very sad thing to hear. Because this kid only lived to be 12 years old. And he... It was just a sad ending to a sad short life. You know, it was... You know, I mean, not a sad short life. But it was a short life lived... And gone and like, like that over, over, over social media, um, which parents I do it. This is why I say to get involved, not just because of predator, predatory encounters, but because of things like this. Um, this is why I fear younger children having, so, having access to social media, even though they want to, they just, you know, simply just let them enjoy their childhood while they have it because, um, social media Excuse me. Excuse me for a second. Um, social media is going. If you let them access social media too young or too early, 
it's going to destroy them. And it's going to get to the point where they basically do things that is going to hurt you or can physically harm them. So it is why I advise the best thing to do is, you know, do like my mother did. Not allow me my first phone until I was in high school. Um, because that's, I mean, that's where the smart thing comes. Um, I didn't have phone service until after I got my first job. Um, after I got my first job, that was when I basically got my phone service. And I, that's why I now have my data plan and all this other stuff that I find really, really helpful and probably at this point cannot live without, but <laughs> you know, it's just, it's one of those things because once children become attached to their phones, they then become attached to social media. And when they become attached to social media, it basically starts to deteriorate them more and more over time. So that's why I just beg and plead. Um, if they have a smartphone already, if you've already bought them a smartphone, don't feel bad about it. Just simply, just simply keep a sharp eye out on them. Just keep a sharp eye on them. Make sure they're not doing what they're not supposed to be doing and that they're not using it for and that specific social media sites are not being used for dating and that they're not going on dating sites that they're not supposed to. Um, So and another thing is when they get banned from an amino community and they come and tell you about it, um, just sit them down, have a talk and just say, you know, it probably could have been something that you had done that you probably are not wanting to tell us, you know, and just try to get them to spill the beans. Try to be calm and gentle about it. Oh, sorry, I hit the mic. Um, I did it with my nephew. Um, he doesn't he doesn't have a phone, but he has a kitty buzz. Um, but he um, basically he would get in trouble all the time doing something stupid and I would sit down and I, I would try to, and I just would try to calmly talk to him. I'd be like, I'd be like, it's because I relate to him. You know, I was in those stages as a kid where I did a lot of stupid things. Um, there are things to this day I regret, but, um, looking back on it now and where I'm at now, I'm happy who I am now because making those mistakes, looking back on those mistakes and where I'm at now turned me into the better person that I am now you know it may it allowed me to to just grow in general but anyway um just like I said keep a sharp eye out on them um we're now going to go ahead and go into the fur zoo topic and then we will end out the podcast Alrighty, guys. We're now going to go ahead and go into the fur, into the whole fur zoo topic. Um, and I, 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 uh, I recorded this. I got called in, called inside to do something. So I'm going to make this fast. Um, so that way, I'm not getting yelled at over this for over podcasting. So anyway, um, so the whole fur zoo, the whole fur zoo site in general is just absolutely toxic. I personally would not recommend using that site if you're looking to meet other furries because that's not a very good place to start. Um, there's a lot of, there are a lot of members on there that are, of course, unsafe and they've also liked to file fake reports against people. Um, and then there's a problem too. There are people that make fake accounts on there, which causes the fake reports. And then on top of it, then they end up 
forcing you to ID yourself. Um, like they'll force you to ID yourself. And then if you apparently, even if you do send them your ID, they're just going to outright shut you down for no reason because they're stupid. So I just recommend not using Furzu at all. Um, and just steering clear of that site and steering clear of that app. Um, same thing for kids like Amino, Wattpad. I just recommend staying away from those because like I said, there's so much, there's like drama glitches. It's used for dating. Um, and then there are people on Amino that just like to strive for power and do too much to, to gain power. Anyway, um, without further ado, we're now going to go ahead and jump right into housekeeping and we will close out the show. Alrighty guys, we're now going to go ahead and close out the show and get into housekeeping. So I think, so don't forget to check out my Instagram and Twitter at LazyTailWolfOx and and at AshtonBolt101 to keep up to date with the podcast and everything going on behind the scenes. Also, do, the website is up. It is uh, it is titled furrychatpodcast.jimdofree.com. I'm using a free domain right now because I need the money to be able to. That's why this, that's where the support for the show comes in. Is it's going to turn that from a jimdofree domain to a full working.com site. So um, if you can support the show, please support the show. Um, pitch in a monthly donation if you can for the show to keep it to help me keep it up and going. Um, the the money's being utilized for the show in general, um, so please keep it up to date and please just you know it's to help keep it up to date, help keep the site up to date, help keep everything running smoothly. So if you can support it, please do. Um, it, it would be very very appreciated. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show anywhere your podcasts are distributed and where anywhere you're hearing this podcast. And don't forget, like I said, support the show if you can. And don't forget to stay safe and stay clean out there. Um, And please do your best not to get sick, okay? Um, But anyway, just obey the stay-at-home order. Um, Stay safe, stay clean, and I'll see you guys next time.